Welcome to the Pat Mayo Experience, presented by DraftKings. We've made it to the finish line. Week 17, DraftKings picks and preview. Potentially the most profitable week of the year if you are paying far more attention than everybody else. It's a lot like some of these preseason DraftKings contests where the people with the most information tend to do the best by the end of it. So we're going to try to help you out the most we can to navigate, although we're still a couple days out. But if you're really serious about hammering down this week, you might want to be paying attention all the way up until Sunday morning to really see who's in, who's out, and who might get pulled halfway through a game because that is really important to actually successfully navigating the streets of week 17 this time around if you want to use the updated optimizer the projections the ownership projections they come in handy boku this time of year ftndaily.com code mayo get you a discount it's already heavily discounted and that will take you all the way through the playoffs as well because we're still going to be doing our DraftKings shows all the way through the playoffs golf returns next week betting and gambling along with football side by side it's an exciting time at the pat mayo experience i want to give a special shout out to everyone who has watched this year we've produced one or sorry four hundred and two shows in 2020 that's down three from 2019 so you know sports did go away for like two and a half months so we tried to make it as good as possible for everyone so please subscribe to mayo media network help us out that way on youtube smash the like button to the channel and as always if you want your week 17 rankings updated to the moment go to theathletic.com and read the work of jake seeley what's going on my man What's going on? Yeah, it's twofold. There's one is I have to keep updating daily throughout the day this week more than I've ever done because it's, oh, this person's not playing. Oh, this person's likely not playing. This person's resting. This person. But the good side of it, Pat, is because it's week 17. I'm not really doing projections because I don't have I don't want to spend my entire week doing projections. I'm doing what you do, which makes the rankings a lot easier. I just go, you know what? No Dalvin Cook. Where would I play Alexander Madison? I'm going to go. I would play him here. And that's where I stop. So it's, it's actually a lot easier this week. Hey, what you're saying is that the way that I do my rankings in a time consuming fashion is just much easier and much quicker. <laughs> yes. Shocking. I'm saying it's, it's much easier and much quicker. <laughs> <laughs> that's just the best way to do it. although that is how i actually play fantasy football though like i look at my lineup and i'm like would i play that guy or that guy oh i play that guy i think i feel like in my rankings i would have that guy over that guy that's just that that's just me though i know that's not how some people do their rankings and i always find it strange i mean there's truth behind it i tell you this all the time that i start with projections and then I adjust them for my knowledge or for my feel and stuff like that. Like we talk about a lot on your ranking show throughout the years. Like, Hey, this team gets destroyed by slot wide receivers. Well, the projections might spit out this, but when we talk and I already know that, or you tell me that, and I haven't looked it up yet. And I go back and I was like, you know what? This is more a game for the slot wide receiver. I'm going to move him up and I'm going to move the outside wide receiver down. So I tinker with it after the fact, but if I just did what you did, it would be a hell of a lot easier. And honestly, I tell you that all the time. Your way is not wrong at all. If you're somebody's going to ask you, who do I start? And you're saying, this is what I would do with my team. Then your rankings are your rankings 100%, like legitimately your rankings. Yes, that way, and they come out way before everyone else's too. That way no one can accuse me of stealing their rankings because who would ever <laughs> steal rankings that bad? I saw you came inside the top 10 for defenses for the year again uh, on yes. the Fantasy Pro. So congratulations. Well, congratulations to us. We were eighth. I'm actually a little bit disappointed that we didn't back-to-back number one to defenses. That's a little bit. But for everybody out there, uh, like the, the, the difference between let alone one and eight 
for the entire season. So for the real peak behind the scenes, by the way, is like if you finish number, like if you have the number one defense and they finish number one, it's a zero difference. But if they rank number two, well, what's the point difference between number one and number two? And that's how they add up points. So you can see it adds up very quickly. Like the number one player for the week is still off by almost a thousand fantasy points for the week at the end of the season. It's like a 14,000 point gap for, so the difference between one and eighth is like 10 points. If that, so even the difference between first and 40th where I finished this year overall, there's like 200 points over the course of the entire season. So it's not as big as some people might make it out to be, but to still be inside the top 10 is we keep, we're doing, we're doing a great job with these defenses. It's a, the only thing I can figure out. I, I used to, if there's one thing, I mean, people should never adopt anything I do actually, except for defenses. I feel like I've been on this one for years. <laughs> and bet futures in golf. Yeah, well, last year was good for a while, then it got bad. Oh, speaking of golf, the giant one-and-done is now open. It's almost like it's over half full and still doesn't start for another two weeks. If anyone out there, like, on a very rudimentary level, even if you don't give a shit about golf, but you want to get in on something that's fun. I've played it. The, the giant one-and-done, it's 100 bucks to play for the year, and it starts the second week of January. I'll put the link down in the description. You can go to fan golf champion, fantasygolfchampionships.com. Like I said, it's $100 to play. You pick one golfer a week. After you pick that player, you can't use them anymore for the rest of the season. It, it, it's like 30 k to first place. It's going to be awesome. That's Yeah, I played it the one year. Uh, I think that... Esser did it? I was doing... oh Yeah, when Esser was doing it, and I was doing okay... And then I forgot two weeks in a row and I'm like, well, I'm toast. <laughs> well, that's that's really the good thing about this one, because we partnered up with a like a legit company. So it's like a legal contest. It's not like someone running it on an Excel sheet. So it has like real time scoring. But you can set yourself up that if you want push notifications to your email or like a text message like the day before to remind you to do it with a link to your team to make the pick, you can sign up for that, too. So it just makes it super easy. You'll never forget. Oh, that, that's actually super nice. And then probably a lot of less work for somebody like Esther to <laughs> run by somebody else as well. Yeah, like it's a, it, it more, most definitely when it comes down to it. So it's 100 bucks to play. Like I said, I'll throw the link in the description if you want to play. Uh, fantasygolfchampionships.com. Let's jump into this. Running back this week. Hmm. Feels like it's the easiest running back of the week on DraftKings, of the year on DraftKings, because, I mean, you can just kind of go to it right now. Like, if you want to spend up at receiver, because you know that these guys are going to play, and this and that, like, I, I don't know if Malcolm Brown's actually going to play or not, but if he does play, it doesn't look like Cam Akers is playing, or Daryl Henderson, he's Darryl definitely Henderson. not going to play. He's 4,300 ducks. Uh, Frank Gore's not playing. Ty Johnson was awesome last time that Frank Gore wasn't around. He's playing the Patriots, who can't stop the run. He's 4,300 bucks. Yep. David Johnson, like they're going to play. He's 6,800 bucks. He's been fantastic. You could play David Montgomery, although he's expensive. Like who else is cheap down here? Uh, let's see. Yeah, J.K. Dobbins is reasonable, even though Gus Edwards is probably going to take the goal line. Yeah, I mean, um, I mean, our guy, oh, the, o, the Jeff, O-Dog. Jeff, Jeff Wilson. Oh, Ogubalai, the yeah, goon. Yeah, the yeah, goon. He's, he's, go- he's 4,500 bucks in this matchup. Like he played so many. I was stunned at how many carries he got last week. I was too. And the fact it wasn't just how many carries, the fact that a Zigbo got one in that game. So that's on top of it. Jeff Wilson's still 6,000. And at this point, you, there's nobody else that he really uses in that backfield. So I know people are scared. And of course, it's the Seahawks. So people, again, but 6,000 for Jeff Wilson. There are a lot of options. I will say, if you want to, I'll get your opinion on this, Pat. Like when I was building a few of my lineups this week, what went into my head was I might try to go heavier at running back for two reasons is one is, and I'm not talking about necessarily like 
Henry and Montgomery, like maybe a Henry and a Jonathan Taylor, which isn't that big of a difference, but maybe David Johnson, Jeff Wilson, or Kamara and one of those guys. So still 6,000 plus for the second guy, but one of the 9,000s, because there's two situations here. One is you're not taking the chance on the guy of like a Giovanni Bernard, like, okay, he looked good recently, but his first couple games replacing Joe Mixon was trash or even better Devontae Booker. When he replaced Joe, Josh Jacobs, it was trash. He didn't pay off despite being a bottom low price. So maybe the Malcolm Brown situation goes sideways. So you're not dealing with a question mark situation at running back. And then the second part is you different, you automatically differentiate your lineup because there are so many savings that people are probably going to shy away from Kamara and Henry as a whole to, to begin with. That is the key point here. That if it if there was a week to pay up at running back and you wouldn't get a lot of ownership along with it, at least what I'm seeing right now, that doesn't mean that people aren't going to because the Titans have to win this game. The Saints are playing for the number one seed. That you figure these guys right. get fed the entire game, and Kamara has you know, one of the best matchups you can have at Carolina, especially coming off that game that he had. I just don't think that people are going to double down on the cheap running backs. And I think that might be the way to play it because honest to God, like when I'm looking at the best value points per dollar of the week, Ty Johnson is number one uh, in the optimizer yeah. right now. And I would agree with that. Like that last time we didn't see Frank Gore, it was all Ty Johnson and he gets involved in the passing game, which no other Jets running back does. Yeah, and the only concern, obviously, is the Piran involvement. But no, in the P game, first game, didn't Piran get COVID? Isn't he out? Oh, is he now on COVID? No, I thought he was he was back last week. Did he, he was, get hit I, with the COVID this week? I thought he did, but maybe I'm wrong. Maybe <laughs> and I, that's what I'm saying. It's like it's it's day by day. It's all new. And you guys saw this Ryan Fitzpatrick today. Yeah, too, de de way, December thirtieth is out for week seventeen because he got COVID. Oh, so P. Oh, good. Well, there's one I got to update to my rankings now too. So there. So now, okay. So it's Josh Adams. Oh yeah, go Ty Johnson. Absolutely. And the one thing about the Patriots this year, I will say this does concern me slightly. So I was I had somebody ask me in the seasonal rankings last week. They said I actually have both Bills running backs. Which would you start? And I said Zach Neither. Moss. And it was no. <laughs> it, it was you. Ha he had to start one. It was Zach Moss, and it hit because of this reason. The Patriots are weak against the run, but they're still strong against pass catching running backs. They're they're weak against in between the tackles, and that's why I said Zach Moss. And he had a great game because he got the sixty or something yards and a touchdown. I wasn't even expecting him to be that good, but that's my only hesitation with Ty Johnson is what if because of the matchup they do give Adams twelve carries or something like that because he's better between the tackles. But on the flip side, as you said, the, the usage to the date looks like Ty Johnson. I just, that's the only concern I have. But I, I understand that point. But once again, when Ty Johnson was given the opportunity to be the lead ball handler in this backfield, he was just playing all three downs. And then Adams would come in a little bit later and he would spell him that Adams might right. get himself to like eight, nine carries potentially. But I still think that means like 15 to 20 for Johnson, which is so huge. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think that the real really comes down to is in this price range. And I can't believe it was, we don't ever talk this much about this price range. Well, you and I don't ever talk. This is the first one all year. I should well, say. Well, we're with, now at the point Hulk. of the year where we stopped doing ranking shows. And now we're just yes. seamlessly transitioning into DraftKings shows. It's very easy. I think the Malcolm Brown, I feel better about just because he legitimately has nobody else. Like I forget who did they, who did they add? Was it from the practice squad or did they have somebody active last week that's behind Malcolm Brown for the Rams? I, I forget the guy's name. I totally I know. I have to name. look. Oh, no, it's Raymond Calais. It's a pass catcher. Pass catcher that they drafted. Or I know that Tampa Bay drafted him. Undrafted, I think, actually. Let, and me, then find, they cut let, him early. let me find the guy's name. I can find it. I just told you, Raymond Calais. No, I believe that there's someone else, isn't there? 
Uh, Xavier Jones? Yes, that's exactly who it was. Is, is, is Xavier Jones supposed to be the next? I, I think that he just might play. <laughs> <laughs> so in any case, I don't think either of them are significant threat to Malcolm Brown's touches. So I think he, both of them are in play, obviously, at 4,300. As you said, you could double down. I, I would rather play Ty Johnson. I'll probably just straight up fade Malcolm Brown. Like, I don't trust this offense whatsoever. Uh, like, there's no Cooper Cup. Obviously, like, Goof isn't playing, but... I don't think that's a huge deal when it comes down to it, but still it's, that's, you know, it's a no, backup. That's what I'm saying. It's a back. Wolford. It's a, it's a backup quarterback coming in that, and it's a projected point total of 39 right now. Like it just doesn't seem like a game where there's going to be a lot of fantasy points. Well, I think part of that is the Wolford effect. Uh, so I went back and looked at Wolford because I was looking at his AAF stats. Cause you know, I was going back and looking and he led the league for what that ever means in touchdowns passing for there, but they played eight games. He was averaging about 220 yards a game. Uh, but the one thing is if you go back to 2019 preseason, he looked decent. Now he didn't look amazing. And it is preseason. You're playing against second string, third string teams are trying to figure out their defense, make changes. And I'm not putting a lot of weight into the preseason. I'm going back to what you said. I don't know if it's that big of a drop off as people are making it out to be as because you know how my feelings of golf. And I think McVeigh got the best that he could out of golf and McVeigh might get the best he can out of Wolford. It might not be a significant downgrade where Malcolm Brown can still be a steady presence. If you're only going to pick one, I'm with you. and would be Johnson. You can really pick and choose the games that you want to tackle this week. There are 15 games on the main slate, the largest slate of the year. So you really don't have to drag yourself into a situation. That's really going to disperse ownership too, just with more and more players. I believe last week it was a 10 game slate or a nine game slate. You, know, you add, yeah. six more games or five more games to it then all of a sudden uh, it's hard to concentrate ownership all into one place like i think from the very top end i would prefer camara now i probably prefer henry to tell you the truth over camara in this spot but i think they're just too they're too expensive for what you need to do this week like i don't think that you Montgomery, I would project to probably be the highest known, but I saw that there's a bunch of Pittsburgh starters that are out right now. But like you said, Taylor and Montgomery are probably like your two safest plays. I like David Johnson, even against Tennessee. Uh, if Duke Johnson continues to say if Duke Johnson's back, there's no way in hell I'm paying 6,800 bucks for David Johnson. <laughs> but I think you hit on the name that I like the best, either Madison or Jeff Wilson, I, I think are the two plays here. Yeah, I'm I'm completely off Madison. Uh, maybe it hits, maybe it doesn't. You disappointed earlier this year when he stepped in. And, of course, it was the Falcons' defense, which is better against the run than people realized for most of the year. And it's not that they were amazing against the run. It's just that they were solid against the run this year, and their pass defense is so piss poor there was that people all, don't but try hold on. to there was also a, There was also a game flow issue in that game, too. They fell behind by a whole bunch, and Minnesota had to come back, so they just went to the air. Right, sure. But it, the other thing, too, is this will be Madison's first game back. They've been running Amir Abdullah out there, and you still have Mike Boone might get in there and might get involved at the goal line or whatever it might be. I just think if it wasn't for the fact that it's also Madison's first game back, I'm completely – if I'm wrong, I'm wrong, but I'm completely off. I'm completely off of Madison. I, I have a very high ownership of Jeff Wilson. I will go down with the Shanahan ship, unfortunately. Yeah. So Wilson, Taylor, Montgomery, I like Ty Johnson, like I said, at the very bottom. I think that he's an easy plug-in uh, at that level. And Jeff Wilson at 6000 just such a good price. Uh, and that's even our guy, the, the goon, Dare, at 45 Like that, That's hard to pass up, to tell you the truth. Isn't it Dare, by the way? I think or is, so. Or are people it, just it, wanting it to be? I, I think it is Dare, but um, I'm going to say <laughs> Dare. Wait, like, wait, so now you've called him. I thought you were sticking with the goons. So I was going with the goons, but I, I do like Dare as like the anti-drug program. 
<laughs> did you go through that in high school? I did. No. Or no, it was middle school. No. I think it's in America. Oh, I did. <laughs> okay. Well, well, my school did. We did in middle school. I actually do remember that. The D period. A, yeah. Though. So, yeah. How, have we met? Have we skipped over anybody else that I think? Well, like, you, have, like, you have like Aaron, mess- you have Aaron Jones at $7,100. People are terrified because what A.J. Dillon last week, Jamal Williams could be back this time around. Uh, that I don't think a lot of people will use him. So Aaron Jones, you know how I feel about Aaron Jones. When we do our seasonal rankings, he is the Amari Cooper of running backs. I wish, I don't know how many times I have to say this, and I have to keep saying it because people think I hate Aaron Jones. I love the guy. I love his per-touch efficiency. I hate the Packers. I hate that he's on the Packers. Put him on another team, get rid of Jamal Williams, get rid of A.J. Dillon, just get rid of other options, and he would be a top-five running back, but he's Amari Cooper because one week he's top-five, the next week he's 25, just because they will not give him a full week-in and week-out bell cow scenario. So in DFS, I am always more interested in Aaron Jones than I am in seasonal, and because of what you said, because Jamal Williams is coming back, because A.J. Dillon just did what he did, and now it's because it's a worse matchup this week, People are off him. So this is where he comes interesting to me. The one I was going to say a little bit lower, that wasn't the name I was going to bring up. I was going to bring up Josh Jacobs. I'm worried about the Raiders in general because Derek Carr has been banged up and missed time. And I know he's practicing a full. Same for Josh Jacobs. But they've both been banged up and missed time. If they tweak anything early in this game, they're done. They, that, that's, those are the teams with nothing to play for where you have injuries coming in or players like Austin Eckler. I'm legitimately concerned Austin Eckler doesn't play the full game. Like Those kind of players I would stay away from. I guess the best value that we just haven't talked about is our guy, Hot Rodney. Rodney Smith on the Panthers, $4,000. <laughs> no McCaffrey, no Mike Davis. It's against the Saints, but if this is someone who's going to get run out there for 80% of the snaps, and it's not like Carolina has anything to play for, like they're just going to play all their guys like it's a normal right. game anyway, that that's another place where you can go for the savings. That's why I'm having problems. Like I'll probably pay up once at running back and do a double pay down. And that way I can really fit in the studs at the other position I want. That's probably going to be a very common theme this week. Uh, but at the same time, like, if <laughs> you, but like if I just don't use Malcolm Brown per se, and I think that he'll probably be the highest owned of these guys and fade something like the Kansas city situation where, you know, no uh, Edwards, Alaire, no Le'Veon Bell, but is it really going to be Daryl Williams or does he end up getting yanked at some point? Do we trust this or offense? Darwin Thompson. Is it Darwin Thompson yeah. or is it someone we don't even know about yet? Or is this offense going to be any good? I'll just stay away from any situation where I don't, and it's not like I know what's happening in the Jets' backfield or I know what's happening in the Panthers' backfield. I just feel like I have a better grasp that one of them is not going to get randomly yanked from the game because the score is weird. Right. And I think that for everything we're talking about right now, if you're playing the cash games, this is the easy answer. Avoid all these scenarios because people are still going to try to get the savings in cash games where you just double down with the Jonathan Taylor, even David Montgomery, but Jonathan Taylor, Jeff Wilson, Montgomery, Jeff Wilson. Uh, you mentioned a couple others, even Zeke against the Giants. Yeah, you sprinkle pass. in a couple. Pass. Yeah, see, I, I, that week off refreshed. I mean, it's the Giants. It's the Giants. Zeke always, it's Giants and Zeke. Please, yes. I, I know you say pass, but I'll take him. Um, I did, I, maybe I, I, he's a better I, tournament play for that reason. I, I Maybe he is. I just don't like the price. It's $6,400. Like, I'd legit rather play. I mean, you should have seen the pushback in my week 16 rankings when I had Jeff Wilson ranked, like, number nine or something like that at running back. It's like, he's the <laughs> only guy. Like, what, what are we doing here? This, this is the move. I, I, I think I had him at 12 or 13, and I got pushed back, too. And now this week, because of all the scenarios, he is, I think, eight or nine. 
And same thing. People are like, really? We're doing I'm like, what do you mean? Really? He just proved why really. And now we're doing it again this week with all the question marks. But anyway, to go back to what I was saying, if you're playing cash this week, I think the better strategy is to go with two of these 6,000, 7,000 guys at running back. Avoid all these potential landmines. Avoid the potential, the fill-in running back disappoints like a Madison or a Booker. Uh, the fill-in isn't the real fill-in and it's somebody else. Like the, Just avoid these potential landmines and you're still okay. I think that the difference between the Madisons and the Bookers of the world and why, I mean, in retrospect, they were bad plays because they were bad those weeks. But the idea going into it is they weren't $4,000. They weren't $4,300. Sure. Like using sure. Ty Johnson or Hot Rodney allows you to save all the money to pay up at the other positions where those guys really didn't. Like, I think Madison was like six thousand bucks and booker was like 56 like there were good values if they had played well but it's not like they were saving you all the salary in the world where these guys do so then two questions i assume do you feel that way about Kenyon drake at 5400 even if there's no Edmonds? <laughs> chewing on that one i'm trying to think like i i understand the play i think i'd rather save the thousand dollars and pay down to ty johnson i would Okay, so that's uh, uh, that's why I threw it out to you is because he's sitting there and Edmonds is missing practice again. Put it put it this uh, way: the other if, one, if if it was the if we just say like right at fifty four hundred dollars, like if it's Geo Bernard and Kenyon Drake, like that's you have fifty four average remaining salary left for a running back and a flex or something like that. And I don't, we'll talk about receivers in a second, but if it was Geo Bernard and Kenyon Drake and those are the two guys that I could play this week, or I could pay down for. Rodney Smith or Ty Johnson and get up to Jeff Wilson at 6,000. That's the route that I would prefer to take in the circumstance. Okay. Uh, yeah. I think that makes a lot of sense. So to go a little bit higher than the 6,000, the one name we completely skipped over DeAndre and Swift. I just, I'm only bringing, no, um, two more hundred dollars, two hundred, two more hundred, two hundred dollars more. more. <laughs> uh, the gas can. <laughs> Yes. I, I just only because I know a lot of people are going to be asking what you guys didn't mention, Miles Gaskin. And the Bills defense has been susceptible the entire year. We have the news no Fitzpatrick and it's Tua. Are you in on Gaskin against the Bills? Uh, no. I just that okay. entire price, price range, like if, and I like Gaskin fine. Like if it was a season long league, I, I'm just trying to think of where I'd have him ranked. I'd probably have him ranked to like 11 or something like that. I think he's a fine play. I like him better than Dobbins at $200 more, but. I have if, him at twelve. <laughs> if there's no if there's no Good Duke ball. Johnson, I would prefer spending the extra three hundred on David Johnson. I just objectively prefer Jeff Wilson, who's cheaper anyway. And I'd probably still roll the dice on Madison uh, at sixty one hundred against the Lions, just in case he's the guy. That is a defense that you can absolutely trample. And the Bills defense has been a lot better like the past three four weeks ever since they got their linebackers back, even against the run. Sure. Uh, what about, I'll give you one more name we haven't mentioned because he disappointed last week. And this is something I just do personally. It's not just seasons in the season to take the people that burn or the players that burn people, because those are where you find the trash values. I call it dumpster diving, whatever you want to be. Everybody was on him last week as a top 10, 12 RB one play disappointed Melvin Gordon. If there's no Philip Lindsay again. Once again, the Kenyon Drake situation. He, he, he's just in that price range where I would just prefer to pay down. I see no real difference. Agreed. I see no real difference between him and the guys that are a thousand dollars cheaper. So to go back to what you said, I could completely agree. This whole five fifty well, Wayne Gallman's just out altogether. I'm not even <laughs> screwing around with that. Yeah, like but if, basically if, this if, mid if, mid if, upper five thousand dollars, just stay away from it. 
I, I'm just I'm scrolling through the $5,000 right now. Is there any $5,000 running back that I would actually play? Hunt, no. Pollard, no. Jones, no. Fournette, no. Le'Veon Bell, obviously not. Melvin Gordon, no. Latavius, unless Camara somehow is out for this game, then I would be playing all of the Latavius Murray. Uh, Geo, no. Drake, no. What Although, if what if we get a what if we get a game day uh, healthy and active of Fournette again? No, not, not, not even though. Like, wh- who would you prefer to play? Would you rather play Ronald Jones at fifty nine or Jeff Wilson at six thousand? Oh, Jeff Wilson, no, no question. I just again throwing it out there for conversation. I like. I think the answer is what we've already said. There's zero. There's nobody in this five thousand dollar range that we, either you or I. I mean, somebody out there listening about, ah, oh, you're crazy, but nobody here. Even the because to go back to it, the best one in this range is Kenyon Drake with no Chase Edmonds. But to go back to your point. Why not just save the eleven hundred dollars? Like it just it doesn't feel like a necessary play. True. And listen, Drake could score three touchdowns in this game and he can absolutely break the slate. That's not what I that, that's I for the viewers, that's not the point that we're trying to make. It's just when you assess these two options side by side, you have this one that's fourteen hundred dollars more versus basically the same guy who's $1,400 less. Give me the cheaper guy. Because <laughs> I'd rather pay up for Devontae Adams. You know what I mean? <laughs> Did you ever yeah. Did you? I, I do have, by the way, Aaron. The one lineup I pulled up for doing this show, I have Aaron Rodgers and Devante Adams. And the, the interesting thing about it is because Aaron Rodgers isn't even that expensive. But when you add a seven thousand plus, and then Adams at ninety two hundred, the rest of my lineup, my most expensive players, low six thousand. It's just you. You really now I can now, swap. Could you double pay down at Kittle out? Could you double pay down at running back? I could. I could save $1,500 out of my flex and move back up to get a $7,400 wide receiver from where I'm at right now. So, well, yeah, you or, could definitely do it. Or you just could just be- not pay for Kittle. You could play, pay for Tunyon instead and do a triple stack. Yes. So and this then, was, And then you, so then you can this, get Montgomery to bring back, and all of a sudden you're looking hot. That's actually exactly a lineup I did already. Uh, so well, one of the things that this is the, the lineup I pulled up was the one I – so I do a show, as I mentioned, with Hulk on Monday – I always leave that lineup just for fun, even though it doesn't make sense to have Kittle. You, your lineup makes more sense, and that's what I did on another lineup is I have Tunyon. I actually brought it back with Allen Robinson in that game on the passing side of it. Uh, but you bring it back anyway. Like It, it makes no sense to play Kittle here. I, we were just building the lineup, and I always leave it there just for fun to see, like, what does my first lineup always look like? And it's, it's always a cash lineup, and it usually cashes out. But as you mentioned, that doesn't make sense the way I, I have it played right now. I don't think I'm going to be alone at wide receiver, but the two best best values that stick out to me are actually Devontae Adams and Marvin Jones. Those two. Just get those get those guys in. <laughs> just just find a way to smash them in there. Yeah. And Marvin Jones isn't even I expensive. Think... He's fifty one hundred bucks. I know. The, the fi- see, that's the difference, is the five K range for wide receiver, there are a lot of options. I actually started one lineup at wide receiver and I pulled out three guys because like, ooh, wait. No, I kind of like, oh, wait, no, kind of like this guy. <laughs> like, There's a lot of options I'm enjoying this week, and I don't even care about going right back. So I, you know this, Pat. There's two perceptions that people will have out there is to go back to the burn thing. You'll have people that won't go back to a player that just burned them the very next week, and you also have people that don't go back to a player that just hit because you're like, oh, you know, what are the odds that he hits 20 points two weeks in a row? And I bring that up to say I have no problem going back to Jamison Crowder. I, I think Jameson Crowder, time and again, is the number one wide receiver. Yes, 
There are some games where he doesn't hit, and no, I don't expect him to throw for a touchdown. But at 5,000, Jamison Crowder against the Patriots, the Jets have proven that they're just going to keep trying to play and do stupid things as miss out on Trevor Lawrence. Uh, Jamison Crowder, you, I, I think I'm just a stand for Jamison Crowder. Hey, that's twice this year I said stand to you. Yeah, I know. And, and you know how much I really dislike that term. I do like Jamison Crowder. <laughs> I would much prefer to have Marvin Jones at 51. See, but I have them both. So that's that's really that, really that, that could work. To. But I want to play Ty Johnson, so I don't okay, think that, so, oh, Ty, Ty yeah. Johnson and Jamison Crowder don't super correlate all that well. Not that you have no, to don't. correlate your lineups, but you know that's a that's a no. Path well, that I'm there was that down. one lineup a few weeks ago. Remember, I, I, it was the Millionaire Maker, wasn't it? Where the one where he didn't bring back anybody on the other side of the passing game. He had a defense going against his running back, or no, he had running back going against running back. And then a defense facing one of his wide receivers and then didn't bring back his wide receivers on his quarterback. Did, did, remember seeing that? It was a few weeks ago. I, I do. And there's always going to be outlier lineups every single week when you look at which, like, op, if you're going to run, let's say, I think the Millionaire Maker has like 170,000 entries in it. Yes, the top lineup is probably going to be something that's a weird outlier, but sustainability week after week after week, right. trying to correlate your points together is a more optimal strategy than just randomly picking guys. Oh, 100%. 100%. I just bring it out. That, that happened one out of 16 weeks where it's just so stupid like that. that it I, 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 I actually but, think it's probably happened more than once out of the 16 weeks. Really? A lineup like that has won the Millionaire Maker. Yeah, there's been a couple like double tight end lineups that have done it. Uh, guys going against their defense. I mean, that's a few not times. terrible. No, it's, it's not. But at the same time, like if you. The whole point of trying to play one of these giant contests is to maximize the efficiency of your lineup so that if it does hit, you're definitely going to score more points than everyone else. And what's the best path to that? And doing a thing like a triple stack with the bring back and you know not playing a non-pass catching running back with a quarterback. And that could definitely pay off. You could, there are points this year you could have played both Tannehill and Derrick Henry, despite the fact that all if one of them scores, that means the other one does not get fantasy points. But sometimes they score enough points, and in a certain week where Tennessee scores more than everyone else that it's just worth it yeah and it could definitely the one good thing about that actually that specific scenario is ryan Tannehill. in every game that derrick henry had 14 or more points he had 17 plus 17 plus in all of them except for one and in that one he threw for 300 yards they just kicked a billion field goals in that game so uh, there's a lot in this actually even in the sub 5,000 range where i think you can now i'm not going to try and double down and pay down twice for these guys. But, you know, Zach Pascal, I know there's another one that just hit that people might not want to, uh, he's not going to hit again. But if there's no Michael Pittman and it's the Jaguars and the Colts have something to play for, they're trying to get into the playoffs. Pascal's in play. I think if Boyd is back, the Ravens, to go back to what we talked about at the top of the show, slot wide receivers against the Ravens, if Tyler Boyd is back, if he's not, Alex Erickson, six of six last week for 80 something yards playing out of the slot at $3,300. And then, you know, I like Rashard Higgins. He's at 45. I think there's a lot of in play. What was there? There was one more. Oh, everybody's for the situation with the Chargers. Everybody's like, Keenan Allen looks like he's not playing. And Mike Williams looks like he's going to play and be the number one again, but he could leave early. And everybody always gravitates to Johnson because he had the big play for the touchdown. It continues to be Guyton is on the field more, running more routes and seeing more slot work. I'm going Guyton. I don't know about you. I went Guyton, Parham, and Herbert last week. That was uh, one of my. It was a cheaper stack, as both the, I think Guyton was like 33 <laughs> and Parham was 2,500. Did not hit, but they were both on the field a ton. 
I think that Justin Herbert needs like 335 passing yards to break the all-time rookie record in a game where Kansas City's not going to be trying. They'll be trying. The the guys that they put on the field will be trying, but (laughs) it seems like there's incentive to go to the passing game more. I mean, it makes Anthony Lynn feel really good amongst his players that he's out there trying to get them records and everything like that. That They're going to give them an opportunity to do that. That's actually a stack. Is Hunter Henry playing? Uh, Still up in the air. So if, yeah, Allen doesn't go and Hunter Henry doesn't go, I'll probably run that stack back again. Uh, I'll give you one to pivot off of that stack, though. Why do I need to pivot it's off not, of that stack? I like that stack. No, no, no. <laughs> not the per- a person in there. Not Parham. Steven Anderson. Steven Anderson was but doing more. Steven Anderson did more. Parham played more. Right, but Parham's being asked to block more because Which makes Steven no Anderson sense. can't block. Well, because Steven, well, no, because Steven Anderson can't block. That's why the Texans, he's kind of a Jordan Reed-ish receiving type tight end, but similar to like Evan Ingram and guys like him, can't block. That's why the Texans are just like, screw it. We've got 18 options just like you, and some of them can actually block. See you later. So that's what I'm just saying. If you, He's min price. If you're going to go down that far, I would rather go for the guy that I know is going to be running routes every single time he's out there. So if we talk, uh, is there I, I, the only one I like, here's the thing. I don't think that you need to pay down at receiver this week. That's one of the reasons why I like the double pay down option at running back. Higgins is really the only one I like in that $4,000 area. Like you can give me Erickson. You can give me Guyton. You can give me, who was the other one you said? Totally forget. Zach, Zach Pascal, Tyler Boyd, and these type of guys. I would rather play with elite mid to elite receivers this week and play with shittier running backs, but that get volume versus the opposite in week 17. And I'm with you. I'm just throwing out options in case people are going the other direction. Um, because you mentioned it already, too. And you can do both, honestly. At 5,100, you keep you said Marvin Jones. If you don't play Marvin Jones, I mean, you don't have to do not, you know, 90% of your alliance with Marvin Jones. But at 5,100, he's just such a smash spot there. I mean, even if you wanted to say, well, at 5,100, Russell Gage is there. And I know I would still go Marvin Jones every single time. But Russell Gage, the one thing about Tampa Bay is they've been very weak against the pass in the second half of the season, and a lot of the receivers doing work against them have been doing it in the slot too. Touch A lot of touchdowns coming from the slot wide receiver. So there, he, there's in play there. If no Robbie Anderson, Curtis Samuel still only 5,300. You can there, you can hit on two here and even double down and play a receiver in your flex on DraftKings, which usually pays off better than a running back depending on the situation. And you could go to DJ Chark at 4,900 bucks if you really wanted to. Mm, DJ, he's still 4,900 bucks. He's <laughs> finally just had a good game too. And it wasn't even that great of a pass. The the catch he made catch. was amazing. Yes, it was. It was a terrific catch. So yeah, DJ, there's a lot in play, but I think as like, we're talking it through, like, do, do, because do, you, some... do you want to use any of the chiefs receivers? Cause like Miko Hardman is you know, a really nice price. I don't want to use him though. No, cause he might, he might not play the full game because they might say, why risk him? And you're, they're also playing with Chad Henney. Hey, what if it's Byron Pringle game? Oh, I mean, honestly, air to the chip you pop, can't stop. Yeah. <laughs> so I will say there's there's two other guys in the 5,000 range that I do like um, because this is, a, I know you weren't asking about them, but a similar situation. I, so to answer your question, no. Not Gallup, but he's in play too. I wasn't even thinking of Gallup. Gallup's another good one, especially get the one concern I do have with that is where does Bradbury go? Because if Bradbury just plays outside, Gallup plays outside all the time. At least Cooper goes to the slot some and Bradbury's not going there. So if Bradbury just says, We'll take away Gallup 
and trying to do things and double cover Cooper. I don't know which way the Giants going to go, and it might not even matter with how their def- their team's just falling apart day by day. Uh, no, so a similar situation to the Chiefs, where I'm staying away from the Chiefs, but I'm not staying away from the two backup wide receivers for the Steelers. I think when you're starting Mason Rudolph, that means Deontay Johnson and Juju Smith-Schuster probably don't play much. James Washington and Chase Claypool come into play for me, and I think Claypool's an interesting play at 5,700 because so many people are going to be worried that Mason Rudolph's that quarterback and not know what to expect. That I think Claypool, because he's such a boomer bust play, is an interesting piece right here. So I think that Claypool would be in play for me, and then to go back to it, Cooper at 5,900 is still – I hate Mari Cooper. You know that. But Cooper at 5,900 – is in play or 5,800 is in play for me. Think for me in this circumstance, like Hollywood Brown at 5,900, if you're just taking a long shot, I don't love everybody's going to be on him though. Yeah, that's fair. I, I, I rarely use him anyway. So I probably just pass on him. Uh, Emmanuel Sanders is one in that range. Just once again, he, he continues to see such a high percentage of the target share, although they don't pass as much at this point, but I, I want to switch to quarterback um, and stacks with these guys. Because just looking at the two game totals, uh, I mentioned the Herbert one, if like you really wanted to skimp out and go cheap. But if you really look at it, the best games to stack here, I think, are Houston, Tennessee, and Detroit and Minnesota. Like You could do the Cousins, Jefferson, Thielen stack, bring it back with Swift or Marvin Jones, or just go the other side. Use Hawkinson, use Marvin Jones, use Matt Stafford, who's playing and he's going to be healthy, and bring it back with Madison or Thielen or Jefferson or two of the receivers if you want, and just put all your eggs into that game basket because that game is going to have so much scoring. Are you doing that no matter not Stafford's playing? I think Bevel said today Stafford is most definitely playing. Uh, no, they said today in this practice again, he's leading up to the same situation as last week. I thought Bevel said that there's so, no chance that he's going to miss. Where no, I think there that? was. A th- no, so it is sideline for Thursday practice. That's just from Chris Burke. Our Chris Burke of the Athletic. Still no Stafford, Galladay, or Collins are dull. Not that we care about that. Same thing as we saw for last week with Stafford. No plan practice. See how he feels tomorrow and Saturday. And then follow up from that is it could be this. So this is where I'm getting to is if it's the same as last week, he starts the game, but doesn't even make it through the first quarter. Okay. So the, in that scenario, play the Minnesota side, bring it back with Marvin Jones. Yes. And I'm with you on that. I will say if you do that, I've already built a lineup like that. The Minnesota side cost a little bit more than I expected. That's um, okay. Cause the, I mean, we're not using, we're not no, using no. running backs from this game. We can find the savings there. There you go. No, that's what I was going to say is it, it and not that like it shouldn't be at this point because Jefferson and, and Thielen deserve it. And Kirk Cousins has been playing good. But if you do that route, I have a Kirk Cousins with this game stack. So maybe you want to avoid it. But I do have a Kirk Cousins, both wide receivers. Irv Smith, as of right now, just to throw it, just to go all in with the Vikings and then Marvin Jones. So I have five people in this game. Um, you can do what we were talking about though earlier. You can do the Ty Johnson and even Jeff Wilson and my lot. You're still not hampered from having another 5,000 player in your lineup. All right. Let's look at just standalone quarterbacks for the week. Like why is Stitham coming up? I'm on the wrong page here. You can get <laughs> tricky and use Chad Henney or Mason Rudolph. If you really wanted to Mason Rudolph's 4,300 bucks. Hey, but hey, it's the uh, helmet revenge game. That's true. How's Garrett smacking him in the head? <laughs> is, is that we're going to play a narrative there? Here's the issue with it. The flip side, Baker Mayfield has everybody back. 
at 5,500 and the Steelers are already resting offensive players, which would point to not playing everybody on defense. And you have brought this up a ton. I've mentioned this a ton in articles. They get beat by big plays at the wide receiver. They're very good against wide receivers, but they give up. It's it's funny how they do it. They're really good at stopping wide receivers, but when they do give up plays, they're usually 20 plus yards downfield. So I think the Baker Landry Higgins play is very appealing, especially because it doesn't cost a lot at all. All right. Just we keep rolling. We didn't like we didn't mention Kelvin Ridley at wide receiver. He like he's very expensive, and I would just prefer to find the money to get up to Adams. But I do really like Ridley a lot too. Yeah, if you can get Ridley in there, I mean, honestly, you save seven hundred, and you might not be able to get up there depending on how you built the rest of your roster. Usually, there's ways to get around it, but I think that's in play. Are so the one that's obvious to save even more. You're saving eleven hundred from Adams. It's Stefan Diggs, no. but do you have the concern that I have that the Bills might pull everybody at halftime? Yeah, I, I'm not using any Bills this week. Yeah, because you already lost Cole Beasley. I just don't. I don't know how they play. Like I know Bruce Arians already said the same thing for Tampa Bay that they're playing their starters. Yeah, but they, but they need to win but, though. For what? If they lose and the Rams win, they get bumped from the five to the six, and then all of a sudden they're not playing the winner of the NFC East. They're playing like Green Bay potentially. No, but don't they have to? So yeah, they have to. They have to win. They're going to play all their. your mind? Yeah, I know. I, 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 yes, the fact that you could go on the road and be like a seven-point favorite versus going on the road and being a five-point underdog, like it's it's worth playing for. It is. I just I don't know. It's because it's not just do they pull them for health reasons. Is like look at last week. You know, they're up. And I know I make this argument all the time. Well, if you're already up and getting yanked in the yeah, third quarter, yeah, look, you already it, did what you it, need to if, do. Bra- if Brady doesn't come out for half in this game, it's because he's throwing five touchdowns. <laughs> it, well, I was going to say, is it this time if Ronald Jones is back? What if he's only thrown two and Ronald Jones somehow stole two like LeGarrette Blunt used okay, to? Okay, sure, yeah, if that's circumstance. But you're playing, again, if you're playing these guys, you're hoping everything breaks absolutely how you need it to break. And then I think that he, no, no, so, okay. But like, I think you could go Brady Evans, Gronk Ridley, if you wanted to, that's where I was going. No, no, that's I'm glad that. Thank you. That's I was, my next question when you jumped in was going to be, if you do go the Brady route, do you go only one wide receiver and keep it a limited stack? Yeah, I think you could do a skinny one with, I think Evans is the way that you want to go this week. They're trying to get him to the, it seems like Arians is really dead set on the threshold of getting Evans to become the first receiver in history to have seven consecutive seasons of a thousand yards to open his career. Uh, And even just based on last week, I think he's going to be one of those guys that people don't go back to because he had such a big week last week. Like, how could he ever do it again? However, Gronk is cheap (laughs) enough and he just gets touchdowns every week now. Yeah. And that's all he does at this point. This is what we wanted at the beginning of the year. It just took a couple of weeks for him to get back into the NFL shape. So you know, this is what cut. Who said that to me? Oh, Brian McFadden was the one that brought that up. Um, had him on the podcast, and he said this was the concern with Gronk and what he was talking about, and something for former players is that with no preseason and something to expect of like why he pulled it into rookies and something we could think about if the no preseason happens again next year. And this is what he's getting to. So just, I know we're talking DFS, but just put this in the back of your mind for next year. If we go to this no preseason or only one preseason game, veterans coming back from injuries and rookies are going to take an extra two or three weeks longer than they normally would have because they're getting one into game shape and getting into the flow of an offense. So just tuck that away. Uh, Gronk is a perfect example of that. I want to go back to one I brought up and see if you're in on Allen Robinson. I have been getting so much like 
you're insane. It's Jer Alexander, who I have mentioned this entire year as somebody I avoid. It was why I sat Marvin Jones in a lot of leagues seasonal when he faced him that one game and Marvin Jones did nothing. But what did Allen Robinson do last time? He didn't get shadowed by Alexander. He did face him in that game, but he also got 13 targets and two touchdowns. It's Allen Robinson. And a lot of it has to do, too, is how do you think this game is going to go? I'm worried because I've taken uh, Packers minus five against the Bears, and it seems like the entire world is taking Green Bay minus five against the Bears, that you play the circumstance <laughs> out that he is the perfect bring back in that game. You either play Montgomery or Robinson coming back because you expect the Packers to score a bunch of points. Therefore, it right. vaults Allen Robinson into 15 targets in this game. And I don't care who's covering you. You get 15 targets, you're going to put up a bunch of fantasy points, especially when you're Allen <laughs> Robinson, you're really good. Now, if it was me getting 15 targets, I would catch zero of them. Uh, Allen Robinson's not me. <laughs> he's like a top 10 receiver in the league. So he's going to be fine. And like you said, he's not going to be shadowed every every single play. I actually think where the world is on the Packers in this game, that potentially taking the other side and going with Trubisky and Robinson, and then just like either Aaron Jones or Devontae Adams on the other side is a really unique way to get exposure to this game. I think so as well, but yeah, that's, I'm with you and taking the Packers. And I think that's the problem is it just feels so much like this can't go wrong. But again, look, what was, what was the game last week? Was it the, Saints game or Chiefs game? What was the big game last week that was just such it was I mean it was so wildly under the under last week. It was one of the games last week. I don't remember. I'm going to have to go and this is going to aggravate me now. That yeah, it was Chiefs. It was Chiefs Falcons. Oh, that's correct. Yeah. 31 total. Yeah, that that was such a fantasy disappointment in any stretch of the imagination. Yeah, except for Calvin Ridley. So, even Travis Kelsey doing Travis Kelsey things wasn't the Travis Kelsey DFS week, neither was Tyreek Hill. So, you know, there's always that scenario. It's like, you know, what if Green Bay does win 17 to 13 and it's a letdown across the board? So if you just stay away from this game altogether. Yeah, I could see that. Let's move to tight end. I think that you're probably best off trying to find a cheap option to throw into one of your stacks. At the, at the same time, uh, if Evan Ingram can go, and it looks like he'll eventually get back on, I think he's the best like points per dollar guy on the board. He's thirty seven hundred bucks. He gets the Broncos. He gets the uh, Cowboys. Uh, Ten targets last week. He's becoming just a bigger part of this offense, regardless of who's playing quarterback. And it's going to be Daniel Jones in a limited capacity, staying in the pocket. He's not going to be quite as mobile, which probably means more targets for Evan Ingram here. I think if you're just looking for safe, that's the way that you go. If you're looking for savings, that's the way you want to go. Um, if it's just going to be like a one-off tight end yeah there's it's, it's interesting that the three the 2500 to 3000 doesn't offer a lot in playability in my parham. opinion i think or, or steven anderson but yeah parham could be in play what you're not on kaiser sose no i did one for you no <laughs> you don't want no no nick kaiser sose over no. there uh so i think that you know on the other side of that dalton schultz is always in, interesting for me uh, just because of that, I mean, what is it? One, two, three, double digit, four, four double digit games. He needs a touchdown, but if he gets a touchdown, he hits double digits. And at 3000, you're that's four times value right there. So if you want to, but what's the difference in price? What was Evan Ingram's price? I didn't even see him 37. So 30, yeah, if you need the $700, yeah, I don't think that you'll need the $700 this week though. I'd again, I'd rather just pay down at running back. Well, let's go back to the earlier one. If you're trying to get from Ridley to Adams, $700, I'd rather drop from Ingram 
to Schultz than to not get Adams. Yes, I would agree with you, but I think the way that I would have constructed my lineup is I would get those savings at running back or defense. Sure. I'm just giving some people options out there. You're Irv Smith? No, Kyle Rudolph, he's still, yeah, still listen, out. Listen, you, I, yeah. I, I could get behind Irv Smith, but I prefer, like, if I'm doing Minnesota, uh, I'm doing it full stop. Like, he'd be my fifth favorite option on that team. Mostly because Tyler Conklin keeps getting involved. Hey, I played, I played Conklin. Uh, the decision to play Ty Conklin over Irv Smith on that showdown slate last week against the Saints cost me $20,000. Really? Yeah. I would have been in the split for first if I had it. That was the only difference between my lineup and the winning lineup. Sucked. That sucked. I, I thought I was getting that. tricky playing Ty Conklin. I wasn't. That, Stupid. That, why? That, that makes me feel bad. And, like, I feel bad for you. Oh, like, don't worry about just... me. I, I'm fine. <laughs> Put it this way. Let's see. Uh, hunt... I, I, this is, that is the route that I decided to play. I didn't play the winning lineup. I played a losing lineup, so I got stuck losing. That, well, I still won money, but I didn't win all of the monies. <laughs> you know when all the monies uh yeah hunter henry by the way is officially he's covid hit this week so he's officially out all right i like param better so, i just think he has higher upside in this matchup but i you're right with steven anderson you can play either one of them like that you, could, I, you know yeah, what if it was the, if it was the difference far. between evan ingram and those guys in the two thousand dollar range i think that's a bit of a different story because i mean i guess param and shelter are a bit different but what's anderson anderson's like 2500 bucks isn't he He's got to be. He's got to be been price. Let's see. Anderson. Let's... Uh, yeah, he's 2600 So, yes. Oh, they I, gave I, him an extra $100. Yeah, so I think that is a noticeable gap. Like, that extra 400 bucks off Schultz. Like, I, I'm not really digging Schultz here. I think he's fine, but I think that he's just as risky as these other guys. Sure, and that's the thing. Six targets, four catches, 48 yards, 8.8 .8 DraftKings points, which 8.8 .8 is kind of what Schultz averaged, if that. If ER averages that, so yeah, you're you're praying for a, certainly you're, brings into play. You're praying for a uh, a touchdown when you're down here. If you get a touchdown, you're good. If you don't, you're probably not going to get there. I want to go back to something at the beginning of the show. Are okay. you completely off Kittle? Yeah, I think he's too. I think just, he's just for six for six thousand. It's like this is the this is the, it's only the second time you ever get Kittle for this quote unquote cheap, and it's just. It feels listen. I, I let I listen. If I was doing again, if I was doing rankings this week, he would be my number one tight end. So, yeah, if you can get to him, absolutely. But again, tight ends usually a position where you can pay down. And if you want to put blind faith into Stafford as playing and that he's okay, Hawkinson at 4,600 is a great spot. That is that's yeah. If you want Stafford to make it through, if you knew, if we knew heading into Sunday and said, hey, Stafford's making it through the entire game, 30 plus attempts. Hawkinson would be a smash at 4,600. Like, I wouldn't even screw around with Evan Ingram if I could know that. Defenses, before we get out of here, looking at the cheap end. Oh, there's one that I'm going right back to that I had last week. Jets? Oh, wait, wait what's, what's cheap end? I'm, I'm thinking sub 3,000. Oh, I was looking like 2,000 to 2,400. Oh, okay. I think you can, then, use, then we'll I, get to... I, you can use Broncos at 2,400 bucks. I think that's fine. At home against the Raiders? Come on. Or even just using I the Raiders that's... at twenty five hundred bucks against the Broncos, but well, I, I think both the, those options. Uh, Panthers. I was gonna say the no, the Browns at twenty five hundred. Oh, I didn't even see they were twenty five hundred. Yeah, that that is a fantastic spot. Yes, if that, I was paying I, up, I, I would say that I would say that the Cowboys in. 
I would the Cowboys, the Cowboys and Panthers have been such. I, I and I played the Panthers, but I think that they're such a luck base. They've been such a luck based defense recently. No, the, the Cowboys the past three weeks have hit double digits and has sacks, two plus sacks in all three of their games, and now they're getting the Giants' offensive line and Daniel Jones, who can't run anymore. Yeah, I don't hate it. I love the Cowboys. Bills I love against, the Cowboys. Defense. If the Bills can jump out to a lead, Bills against Tua at thirty-two, I don't mind. No, I mean, why but I really like the Browns at twenty five hundred. Yeah, the Browns at twenty five hundred. The Seinfeld thing, everybody. I was scratching my nose, not picking. <laughs> ah. Um, what else do we have here? Jets against New England. Just New England runs too much that you're just not going to get a bunch of points that way. The 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 Patriots have also only given up three double digit defense scores to them because they run so much. Yeah, I mean Ravens against Cincinnati. It's expensive, so I'm not going to get there. But I, I don't mind it whatsoever <laughs> it's, it's, it's i think good... a lot of people are going to be on, on arizona at 2800 but that could be another like that again that's such a low point total game that i don't know how much those teams take to the air i'm with you i'm just that's why i'm saying i think a lot of people are going to be on them and probably while i would be off of them yeah browns probably the best and i'd probably go to the broncos just because they're a better attacking defense than the raiders are I, i'm gonna pay so down. you're you're in the same boat as I am, is not paying up, basically. Yes. The only one I even in, am intrigued in, honestly, like the uh, Ravens, so damn expensive. The Colts defense hasn't been good in the second half of the season. The Rams you know, defense Pittsburgh, at 33 could actually be a play because Kyler takes a bunch of sacks. I was going to go one more. I was going to say the Saints at 34 would be the only one I'd be intrigued in. Teddy has been giving up a ton of sacks the past couple of weeks. I don't know what's in his head, but he's, he's, staying in the pocket and staying in there unless he's running which that's the thing is he's not all of a sudden like he's just staying in there yeah. he's turned into daniel jones well that's not good does that mean he's gonna fumble every no. second snap <laughs> and see that's even the good part about facing the giants is if something happens to daniel jones it's worse. You get Cal- you Colt McCoy, and it's like, good, even better. No, see, you want Daniel Jones. Colt McCoy doesn't take enough risk. I like Daniel Jones playing against but him. But he takes enough wise. hits. Yeah, he does. Okay, fair enough. All right, man. Um, when are you going to have your final update for your rankings? Like, day of Sunday? Like, inactives? Yeah. It's inactives. It's usually it's around 1230. Fun times. <laughs> we still have to do a show this week, too. Oh boy, that's the one nice thing about being my own boss. I can I can pull shoot on that one. <laughs> you just sit back here like week seventeen. Hey, I'm preparing for <laughs> golf starts next week. I got some pre production to do. That's all. I didn't know golf started next week already. Oh, yeah, always first week of January. Tournament of Champions, Hawaii. I think that's the biggest thing is it just doesn't feel like next week is the first week of January. That's true. When people ask me what I did for my 2020 New Year's Eve, I'll always remember laundry. <laughs> is that what you're doing tonight? Yeah. <laughs> I, so I, mean, I can't say they're I, like I can't what? go anywhere anyway because my wife and I gotta watch the kids. Uh, and you know you, you can't Fair go enough. anywhere. So laundry it is. No, the lady I get my haircut with, I, I was over her place because she does it from home. Safety for everybody out there worried about it. But she's like, "So what are you doing tonight?" I was like, "That's a weird question." <laughs> she's <laughs> like, "You're not doing anything." I was like, "No, I don't really." She's like, "Well, you're not gonna try and wash the ball drop or whatever." I was like, "Oh." I forgot it's New Year's, which, by the way, is, is anybody even allowed in New York? Are they doing anything? I could not tell you. I have no idea. Did you? Were you ever a New Year's guy? I've never been really a, a big New Year's guy. Oh, I used to go hard on New Year's. It's just I, I'm not really. I'm not young anymore. 
No, but I just I don't know because you're 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 not the biggest socialite in the world, so I wasn't sure if that was your thing. Uh, I enjoy a nice party. We the I mean think the my fourth, third year of college at our place we had like a two hundred person party. We still we left the really? hall where our friend fell down the stairs. It was great. <laughs> it was a fun party. He was okay. <laughs> that sounds like good times. His head went through the, the through the drywall. He just popped up and was like, ah! It was, it was out of control, put it that way. <laughs> That's amazing. Anyway. Good story. Pat Mayo Experience. Subscribe, Happy- rate, and review. Subscribe to Mayo Media Network. Follow Jake on Twitter at all one kid and play in the one and done golf tournament, fantasygolfchampionships.com. Hundred dollars to play for the entire year. It's like three dollars and fifty cents a week. You can find the link in the description too if you're looking for it. Uh, thank you, everyone. The cheat sheet will be out on DraftKings Playbook on Saturday. I uh, use ftndaily.com to use the optimizer ownership projections. Code Mayo gets you a discount, and it's already heavily discounted. If you want to play Week 17 and all of the playoff slates and the showdown slates, I highly recommend you go do it. I mean, I'd say there's no better time to do it. Week 1 was probably the best time to do it. But hey, if you're out of your fantasy league, you want to get in on something, it's super cheap to get right now, and it will really help in circumstances like this. I'm Pat Mayo. Thank you all for watching. I'll see you next time. Pat Mayo Experience! Experience!